Well, welcome to the Cytokine Signaling Forum January monthly podcast. And this month, three papers have been uploaded to the CSF website, and it's a real pleasure for me, uh, Ian McInnes, the head of the steering committee for the CSF website, to present and highlight some of the latest papers that we've uploaded. Now, the first paper I'd like to highlight this month looks at the long-term safety and efficacy of subcutaneous tocilizumab in combination with DMARDs. The lead author here is Professor Alan Kivitz from the Altoona Center for Clinical Research in Pennsylvania. Now, Brevacta was a randomized phase three placebo-controlled study that evaluated the safety and efficacy of subcutaneous tocilizumab over two years. All patients had rheumatoid arthritis who had had an inadequate response to more than or equal to one disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drug, DMARD. Patients continued to receive more than or equal to one non-biologic DMARD at a stable pre-entry dose throughout the study duration. Patients were randomized two to one to receive 162 milligrams of subcutaneous tocilizumab or placebo every two weeks. And at week 24, patients were re-randomized one to one to all receive 162 milligrams of subcutaneous tocilizumab. Now, escape therapy to weekly doses of subcut tocilizumab was available from week 12 to week 48 for patients with less than 20% improvement or in swollen and or tender joint count. At week 48, escape therapy was available to patients with less than or equal to 70% improvement in swollen or tender joint counts. 41% of patients initially given the placebo escaped prior to week 48, compared to 16% of subcutaneous tocilizumab recipient patients. Now, clinical efficacy outcomes included ACR response rates, DAS 28 ESR score, alterations in HAC disability index and modified total SHARP score. Safety outcomes were the occurrence of adverse events. A non-responder analysis was completed in patients who completed week 24, who were re-randomized and received more than or equal to one dose post-re-randomization. So what were the key results? Well, patients who were continuously given subcutaneous tocilizumab showed an improved ACR20 response through week 24, which was then maintained to week 96. Patients initially given the placebo showed improvement from week 24 to 36. This was then maintained to week 96. Similar results were seen in DAS28 and HAC disability index scores. Escape population patients showed clinical improvement, but the ACR response rates were not quite as high as the response rates in other treatment groups. Patients initially given a placebo experienced more radiographic progression than patients initially given subcutaneous tocilizumab, 0.57 versus 0.29 respectively. These are rather small differences against a large scoring system in the SHARP score system, but nevertheless, there was a difference and occurrence of adverse events remained consistent with the current safety profile of tocilizumab. So the key conclusions one would draw here, well, first of all, sustained ACR responses were achieved in patients receiving subcutaneous tocilizumab every two weeks. And this suggests that there can be long-term efficacy achieved with this agent. The safety profile of subcutaneous tocilizumab was consistent with the safety profile previously noted when the drug is given intravenously and is also similar to previously published long-term extension studies. So overall, Bravacta demonstrated that the safety and efficacy of subcutaneous tocilizumab was maintained over the two-year study duration.
Now, the second paper this month evaluates the patient reported outcomes of the previously published study, You Act Early. The lead author here, Professor Xavier Teitzma from the University Medical Center at Utrecht. Now, You Act Early was a two-year treat-to-target strategy trial that evaluated the safety and efficacy of tocilizumab and methotrexate monotherapy and combined tocilizumab and methotrexate therapy in DMARD-naive patients with early rheumatoid arthritis. This particular report concerns the patient-reported outcomes of the strategy trial. Now, patients were randomized equally to receive methotrexate or tocilizumab monotherapy or tocilizumab methotrexate combination therapy. Treatment was given per a step-up approach until sustained remission was achieved, and that remission was defined as DAS 28 less than 2.6. When remission was achieved, treatment dose was tapered and then halted pending progress. Patient reported outcomes were assessed using the facet fatigue questionnaire, SF36 mental and physical component scores, Euroqual 5 domains and visual analog scores. And outcomes were assessed at baseline and then weeks 12, 24, 52 and 104. A linear mixed model analysis was used to evaluate between group differences in PRO scores over the study period. So the key results here, well, facet fatigue scores improved over time with no significant differences between tocilizumab therapies and methotrexate monotherapy. SF36 physical component score improved for all therapy groups over time with more significant improvement noted in patients with the tocilizumab component compared to methotrexate monotherapy patients. There were no differences found in SF36 mental component scores across the therapy groups. And tocilizumab and methotrexate combined patients had significantly higher Euroqual 5 domain scores than monotherapy recipients. There were no differences found when the two monotherapy groups were compared in this respect. Key conclusions here, well, improvements in PROs were found predominantly in the initial 12 weeks of tocilizumab treat-to-target treatment initiation. And this may be very important for patients when we think of going back to work-related activities and other quality-of-life-related measures and trying to do that at the very earliest stage after the initiation of therapy. And as such, tocilizumab could be a valuable first-line therapy for newly diagnosed patients with rheumatoid arthritis. Although I think it's important to remember that we're not quite there yet with many of our guidelines and that there are other health economic evaluators that need to be brought in to that treatment decision. Now, the addition paper for this month reports the results of TOSURA, a phase four study program that assessed the safety and efficacy of subcutaneous tocilizumab monotherapy and combination therapy in patients with moderate to severe rheumatoid arthritis. The lead author here is Professor Ernest Choi from the Division of Infection Immunity at Cardiff University in Wales. And I refer you to that paper. And of course, we have all the summaries online as usual. Now, please don't forget that all of the content discussed in this podcast is available in more detailed slide format in the publication section available to you at cytokinesignaling.com. This month, we're also launching our new author interview podcast with the lead authors of the papers selected this month. It's an interesting experience to hear their views, additional insight, and I hope you'll find that valuable. Please subscribe to the podcast. Let us know what you think. 
Well, thanks very much indeed for your attention. It's always a pleasure to bring these exciting new data to you, and I do hope this is helpful to you in your clinical practice.